The Braves Radio Network channel on the podcast park is brought to you by Truist Bank. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank. Hey, welcome to Braves Country. Welcome to our special Memorial Day show here on the Braves Country podcast. We're very honored to be welcomed by Jared Turner, Vice President of Strategic Partnerships for the Warrior Alliance. About Jared, before we get started, Jared Turner served as a staff sergeant in the U.S. Army for eight years as a 68 Whiskey Healthcare Specialist, 3rd Infantry Division. And Mr. Turner was deployed twice to Iraq in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom and was wounded during an attack. In 2010, he was medically retired from the military and was later admitted to the Shepherd Center here in Atlanta at the Share Military Initiative for treatment for medical issues related to his injuries from that attack. And since then, Jared Turner has dedicated his post-military service to improving the quality and access to resources for his fellow veterans. Mr. Turner graduated from Alabama State University with a business management degree in 97, and during this time he played football and participated in the gospel choir and worked at the Southern Poverty Law Center. And Jared Turner resides here in the Atlanta area with his three kids, and I hear he's a new grandpa now, <laughs> and he enjoys coaching lacrosse, athletic endurance competitions, and participating in volunteer roles with numerous Atlanta area veteran service organizations. But mainly, like I said, he's the vice president of strategic partnerships with the warrior alliance and so we're really glad to have you here jared welcome to braves country good morning and thank you so much for this opportunity fellas this episode of braves country is sponsored by our braves fan friends down at century 21 solomon properties in savannah georgia servicing the historic downtown savannah area the island area and atlanta's beach beautiful tybee island georgia call joel solomon today 912-604-0896 That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Oh, my gosh, it's great to have you. It's great to have a, uh, a fellow veteran in here. And that's the thing about the, you know our, our Braves Country show is that we love baseball and we love music. We love eating and talking about food. We love, ta- we love all that stuff. But at the end of the day, the thing we love more than anything else is the United States of America and the men and women who serve it. Yeah. You know, um, baseball is, is America, just like America's apple pie, if you think about that. Uh, I grew up. Long Island, New York, and my dad he took me to all the Mets games, so don't hurt me. No, you know? no, no. <laughs> now, if they were beating up on the Braves too bad, now we might have <laughs> right, right now we're good. If things change, yeah. you can go either way. You know, um, there's nothing like just picking up a ball, picking up a bat in that glove, and just being in the backyard. I actually have memories of playing softball with my oldest daughter, Alexandria, and, um, you know, uh, she was pretty good at that time. I remember one day just throwing uh, ten balls to her, and he shot. She shot all 
10 of them back at yeah, me, right. and I was like, you better cut that out for crying Seriously, out. I can't stand up here and take this. <laughs> I know that feeling. Now, we, you were telling us before the show you're a grandfather. Tell us about that. You, you just became a grandpa. Yeah, uh, we actually celebrated uh, my grandson's first birthday. It was uh, Cinco de Mayo, so when he Let's turns 21, go. I'm calling all my brothers and sisters in arms, and that boy is going to get toasted. <laughs> he just doesn't know it yet. So. He only knows what's coming his he way. He has no earthly idea. We're going to take it back to the old days just like we used to do down there at three uh third infantry division so it'll be fun yeah the third id they know how to act up yeah we know how to you know we know how to uh have some uh some good old fun if you will you I know i love it i love it and um if you if you're okay with it the story you told about your grandson's name is so powerful and so moving and it shows to me it shows the power of family it shows the power of a friendship and um and it's just a beautiful story yeah, you know, um, so my grandson's name is Koa, and Koa means warrior. And his dad, one of his dad's close friends who meant incredibly a lot to him, they played football together, what have you, um, he lost him. So uh, in honor of this, 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 that love, that passion, you know, that was on a, a different type of battlefield, if you will. Uh, his name is Koa, you That's know, and, cool. and I... Which and is I, a Hawaiian yes, term. Yes, yeah. it's a Hawaiian term. So I'm... Uh, very pleased at the ripe old age of 48 to be walking around here as a pop-pop, if you yeah, will. Yeah, that's awesome. I don't know about grandpa, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, pop-pop, whatever it is. Yeah, it's a little bit of masculinity to pop-pop, no, if you will, you know. Funny, my, my grandma was uh, born in Pennsylvania, but was uh, moved down to Georgia when she was 16, and then she married my uh, grandfather, who was World War II veteran um, in the uh, over in Germany, mm-hmm. and was where he served. And it was funny, because growing up, her name was uh, Rosalind Brown, but she never wanted to be called grandmother. So we, or, or grandma, or any, no sort of very. She's like, I'm not old enough to be a grandma. So we always called her Brown or Ma Brown, <laughs> one of the two. But that was that was the only choices we had, and so that's what I called her growing up. And still to this day, <laughs> I think about Ma Brown and will absolutely uh, have the best memories, the fondest memories of a uh, a woman who lived through some tough times and um, came out on the other side. She was a veteran's wife and. Just, um, gosh, I love her like nobody else in this world. She taught me so many great lessons, just like you're going to teach your grandson a bunch of great lessons, you know? Yeah, you know, uh, as he was celebrating his first birthday with the little smash cake and everything, and he's just got cake all over his face. Son, it was everywhere. I saw the picture. I, I picked him up, and he's got cake in his hands, and he just rubbed that cake all on my beard. And, <laughs> and you didn't care a bit. I didn't care a bit. I was so incredibly happy, and, you know, uh, for me – uh, there's no way in the world I could have done the things that I've been able to do without my faith. So for me, this to think about, holy crap, you know, I've been blessed to be a pop pop. Amen. So I'm just very, very, very thankful for this opportunity, if you will. So good. So good. So we're here on uh, a Memorial Day show, and a lot of people have some conflict about how you maybe address this day some people say happy memorial day others don't like that like i as a veteran i don't have a problem with it but i know scott's father doesn't like happy memorial day well, but his experience in the military might be very different yeah he's old school and he uh he was a 20-year man and and uh finished up in the very early 90s and um i mean he doesn't correct people when they say happy memorial day what he does is he goes into kind of a 
he says, well, thank you. And then he, say, he says, well, there's three holidays. There's Armed Services Day for active duty, and there's uh, Veterans Day for, for folks who served and are out now, and there's Memorial Day, and that's a day to honor our, our, our dead, you know, basically. Our fallen. <laughs> yeah, our yeah. fallen soldiers. And whether you were, and nowadays it's whether you were in uh, combat or just served in the military, and, and now you're, you've departed. So, uh, and then he kind of educates them and uses it as a way to, uh, as a, as a teachable moment, if you will. So, um, but he doesn't really like Memorial Day sales. He gets, he gets a little, <laughs> that one irritates that. him. Yeah. He's like, I'm I just don't it. know what, uh, what, 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 what 50% off of a, a washer dryer combo has to do with <laughs> Memorial Day. But, but you know, he is a little more old school, but we've lightened up a little bit these days and we just want everybody to have a good time because we are celebrating our freedom and the fact that these guys and girls well, laid down their lives to preserve that freedom. And, and we want to celebrate freedom. I wouldn't even say celebrate their life. You that's know, that's that, that's, that's a celebration of life. I think is is uh, something that you can say happy about. And, be, and but I understand his point of view for sure. And it's different for everybody. What what's your take on it, Jared? So uh, just like you, Scott, if you will, your father. Um, I personally, uh, Memorial Day is not something where I would say to somebody Happy Memorial Day. Um, I've lost brothers on the battlefield, and I've lost brothers, unfortunately, off the battlefield. Uh, Memorial Memorial Day is definitely a day that we take to honor them, but how you choose to honor them, I think that's a very personal thing. Um, For me, uh, there's typically on a Memorial Day, there's some blood, sweat, and tears, if you will, uh, because being part of this this brother-sisterhood, if you will, uh, as a non-commissioned officer, I just don't have an expiration date on my oath. Now, that does not mean that I still have to do the same thing that I did when I was wearing the uniform. But for me, in taking that uniform off, I still wear that oath in my heart. I still wear it by my actions every day. So like your father, I actually just like to take a moment and just give people a different perspective, if you will. Um, Many of us that were deployed, when we lost our brothers or sisters in battle, we really never had an opportunity to mourn them because you're in battle. You take a few moments, but you never really get that opportunity. You to can't really, focus on it in the moment. You cannot. Um, those of us who uh, who've lost brothers and sisters in arms, typically we like to go back to their memorial site. So whether that's at uh, the, the memorial area there at Fort uh, Stewart or whether that's going up to Nashville or whether that's right here, you know, up in Marietta. Um, I just like to take those moments and just have a conversation. You know, um, there's that history of laying a coin there. Sure. It just depends. Um, but I, I believe that it's imperative that we kind of we have to be respectful of others' thoughts and intentions but for me and mine, you know, we just like to uh, we like to take a moment, you know, whether that's just um, there's one individual, Raymond Macon, if you will, uh, that uh, this is a good man, if you will. He's a Marine and we, we won't hold it against him that he was a Marine, but <laughs> that's right. he God kicked my butt him. on a regular basis when it came to physical fitness. So I like to kind of push myself and. If he can, uh, if I can't, if I'm gassed out, I, I just like to look up and just say that daggone ginger got me again. That daggone <laughs> devil dog kicked my butt again. So, you know, that's uh, that's just what we like to do. But I love what you said about keeping the oath in your heart, even though you've taken off the uniform, you don't sit, you don't lay down the oath. And that, man, that has me ready to run through a wall. Like that's that's like a. I can. I, it's like the halftime speech at, at at the national championship or something. You know what I mean? It's one of those that gives 
gives such meaning and purpose and and is so stinking good so thank you for saying that that's amazing i love it hey brother we wore we wore those uniforms we took those same oaths you know it's 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 a fortunate thing that you can do when you can serve your country and when you volunteer to serve it uh it gives you this extended family that many have never had an opportunity to have so i'm fortunate and you did serve our country uh, well, and because uh, opera- uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom was a complete success by all measures. Uh, and uh, would you like to talk a little bit about that? Would you tell us a little bit about your time in country and what you experienced? And uh, and and uh, did you lose a lot of brothers in in Iraq? So uh, I lost seven in service. Lost seven in service, if you will. And you know, when I think about what it really means to serve there was there was nothing like opening up the door of that plane when we landed in kuwait and that heat wave hit us you know i i remember looking at everybody and everybody had a very interesting look it was 147 degrees when we landed wow um it was so hot that the water that was there for us the, the bottles had started to melt, so we couldn't even drink the water. Um, another brother, if you will, that I lost after service, uh, Stephen Cruz, who was a gentle giant, if you will. Um, I, I remember coming back from Kuwait, coming back into Iraq. Uh, we had had some engagements take place in, in Kuwait, and I got back up to Iraq, and we got mortar attacked. And doggone Cruz sticks his – he was a big guy. He just sticks his head about the uh, – at the battle bunker, he was like, "How's it feel to be back?" And I'm like, "Shut the bleepity bleep up!" <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I mean, it was hot, it was stinking, it was something that, when you think about, many people will never have an opportunity to ever experience in their life. But to be very honest with you, it was simple. Mm-hmm. It was you had missions to accomplish. You had this brother sisterhood and. Um, these men and women are your family. That's why we call it a brother and sisterhood. Uh, first deployment was 15 months. You know, you got to think about it. That's a long time to be away from your family. I actually have a picture uh, that came up of my of me giving my, my oldest daughter a kiss on her forehead before I had to leave. It was hard. It, it was incredibly hard. But I was also incredibly thankful for it because I have the memory of uh, eight of the guys that I had served with reading the same letter from her. You know, there was times we wouldn't even leave the fob unless I had, uh, she she mailed me this little teddy bear and it was a good luck charm. So we left the fob one time forward observation base and I didn't have it and we got our behinds handed to us. Yeah. So every time before we got ready to go on mission, they're like, yo, doc, you got yeah. that? And I'm like, oh, I got it. <laughs> I can just imagine a bunch of GIs sitting around worrying about getting the teddy bear out of his case. Literally. Do you got <laughs> so the no, teddy bear? Seriously. <laughs> it's as it. important as any weaponry that we have. I promise you. It really was. Now, so. now being in the uh, healthcare area, uh, I guess you experienced a lot more casualties maybe that way. Was that is that right? Yeah. So being a medic, uh, my job is to respond to you know the the good the bad and the ugly uh whether it's something as simple as a good first sergeant and when kind of morale was down first sergeant pulled out a football and 
we're out there in Iraq banging. I mean, we're hitting hard for crying out loud. You know, uh, for those who are from the South, y'all grow them boys big as hell down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got some bears for crying out loud. <laughs> That's, right. That's some football players uh, there. You got some football players, and just because, you know, we didn't have any helmets or equipment on. It didn't matter. They still hit. It did not matter. You got your you got your bell rung got a few times. Got your clock cleaned. Oh, yeah. So you have fingers dislocated and everything else, you know, and that was the fun stuff, if you will. But then when we had mortar attacks, RPG attacks, you know, small arm attacks, yes, there was um, there was a lot of tourniquets. There were a lot of, you know, just maintaining stuff that in normal settings you'd think it'd be so easy. But, hey, I only have what's on my back. I only have what's in my aid bag, and then I got to get to the next medic or to the next ambulance or whatever it is. It's not like you have an endless supply. Yeah, so, turned into you know, MacGyver a little bit. You definitely had to turn into MacGyver. Um, you know, during that time, we got to see the evolution of just from us carrying aid bags as medics to everybody carrying their IPAC, which was their own improvised medical assisted device. So I never had to go into my aid bag. They had something on their body that I could actually use to go ahead and render aid. So we saw an evolution of that. And then, you know, on the, on the, um, on the occasion... You know, I, I've been with men as they took their last breath. And, uh, you know, those are some things that you don't just leave on the battlefield. No, They're here with, with you. you. And, you know, that's why I say when we start thinking about Memorial Day, there's some things that are left in Iraq, but there's some things that you've brought home, if you will. So Yeah, no, it doesn't go away. It's funny, my uh, grandfather in World War II, my dad's dad this time, was an Army medic, but uh, stationed on a Navy ship. He was stationed on the USS Hope, and they were in the South Pacific, get hit by, you know, kamikaze pilots. And But it was so fascinating to me, and I didn't understand it then. I think I understand it now. And he was like, we gave those Japanese pilots the same burial that we would want our soldiers to have. And it was, at the time, I was just like, what in the world? That's insanity. You know, he would talk about he talked about saving lives, much like you're talking about. He talked about the ones that didn't make it. And yet the people that were inflicting those wounds were treated with the same respect as as the people that that received the wounds. And I was blown away by it. The way of the warrior, if you will, there is dignity in death. You know, um, you alluded to something, Scott, if you will. Uh, now, in recent history, when we talk about Memorial Day, we do honor those that we've lost off the battlefield. Um, until you've been in the shoes of those men and women that have served, you will never understand the demons that they face. If you're a loved one, then yes, you lived it because your loved one is living that. But we have to honor their sacrifice we have to honor their commitment and we have to honor them even in death so it was something that um we even encountered when it came to uh engaging with the enemy uh the republican guard and other enemies that we encountered over there um yes we did render aid it it's um the life of a of a of a service member if you will and the uh, the level of accountability is very, very high. That's why I say it's the way of the warrior, you know, and you don't lose that. So, no. And I imagine coming home and having all that on your mind uh, was really tough, wasn't it? Oh, it, it, it's incredibly tough. Um, I used to, when I was medically retired, um, uh, my last duty station was Fort, uh, Fort Sam Houston. And to come here back home, and and actually I was at the time, I was in Snellville, Georgia. Um, 
I remember waking up in the morning and stepping out with my cup of coffee and realizing there is nobody up. I was the only one that was up and realizing that you're you're in many ways you're ripped away from your family. Uh, so, you know, part of my history in the military, if you will, as a result of my injuries, uh, four shoulder surgeries, two elbow surgeries, two surgeries on my jaw and got filleted open with a piece of shrapnel. Um, those are just the things you could see. There's this nasty thing we call post-traumatic stress. Um, and we also have what we call traumatic brain injury. Those are two things that I, um, you know, I, I suffered from. I didn't even know what a brain injury was. I did not. How is it that you there's something that is this wreaking havoc on your life, but you can't touch it? You know, many times and, and, and I'm and I'm in a good position now in my life where I can tell the story. I would wake up and look at the person in the mirror and say, OK, my scars, I can see my physical scars and I can see that they're healed. But why did I still have this empty feeling? You know, um, that's actually one of the reasons where when it came to the Warrior Alliance, if you will, it wasn't just one entity that I needed and that many of our brothers and sisters needed. It's a series of organizations and experiences that you need to go through to really help you on this new journey, this new passion, if you will. Because it is very, very different when you're in uniform. When you're in uniform, everybody looks the same. Even if it's even if it's the Marine, it's the Air Force, it's the Navy, it's the so, Coast Guard. Right. We're all still wearing uniforms. And that flag is that one thing that holds us together. It's the bonding agent. It's the bonding agent, if you will. But when you take that off and you realize that you're walking around and you don't know who is who. Now, civilians weren't my enemy. But at the same time, could you truly understand what I had been through? Could it's you tough. understand what it is to be in a fob and 20 mortars get walked in on you? Do you understand that you can't even go to the restroom without getting shot at? Do you understand that there is missions where you're given the mission brief at 03 and then you're on the road at 05 and by 07? The same person you were given a brief to is now gone, but the mission is still got to continue and still got to move forward. Yeah. So you compartmentalize so many different things, but then you come back home. And how do you have those conversations with your loved ones? How do you have those conversations with your kids? You know, that's where it's very, very hard. And that's where I say I want to be mindful and respectful of those who when it comes to Memorial Day, you might have a very different experience to me, but we have to acknowledge that experience because your pain is your pain. Yeah. Lived experiences are, I mean, they can, they can be the greatest thing ever, right? Because they mold you in uh, over years and years of life. They mold you into the person you are. But then sometimes lived experiences, they, they are the exact opposite. They worked, worked against you. And neither time can anybody just come into your life and understand where you came from, what you've been through, and, and either good or bad. There's just no way to understand by just meeting someone what what they've done, what they've, you know. But I think it comes down to the word respect. And, and that's, and I think if people use that word more than they used any other word, then we would be in a better place, whether as a country, as a world. Um, as a community, you know, just respectful of each other's lived experiences. I think that would make the giant, make a giant difference in in what people, how, how people engage each other and, and how they interact with each other and the, and the good and the bad of life. 
if you have a healthy dose of respect. And I think a lot of that comes with the way you're raised, you know, or the way you're taught in the military. Yeah, you know, the military, the the concept of bringing people with various backgrounds into one collective unit and training everybody the same to make them focus on one singular mission, that is a really, it's a beautiful thing if you think about it. Uh, I was 26 when I joined the Army, and that was in 2000. Could never, ever think that September 11th was going to go ahead and take place, especially as a New Yorker, if you will, September 11th taking place. And then as a result of that, when we were part of that initial deployment into Iraq, to look at those from the tri-state area who had written the names of those men and women that they had lost during September 11th on missiles that were getting ready to be fired, you know, it brings you together. It really makes you understand no matter what our differences are, we all suffered great loss. We all suffered great pain. And we need to acknowledge that and actually look at the things that have brought us together. Because that's that's one of those things that I really appreciated about the Army was this term, embracing the suck. It didn't matter how hard we would get in Hamburg. If we had to get 400, you know, front back goes, 400 push-ups, run until you can't run anymore, and then they tell you to find something deeper and dig deeper, it is that aspect of at least for me, there was a, a, a brother on that other side that when I got tired, that brother was like, come on, let's roll. So it was, it behooves me to do the same thing for those, not just my brothers, but my brothers and sisters in arms, but make sure that we carry that on until now in this veteran lifestyle, because those live experiences, we'll never forget them. Even when I think about your dad, when I think about your grandfather, when I think about this as a medic in 2000, what in the world did a young man who was 16, 17, who was serving their country, what didn't they have? And then to come back home and this country and the community didn't love you and didn't care for you, it is vitally important that we never forget our past and we honor the life and the legacy of those brave individuals who did live that. I have to, I really, really have to thank that Vietnam era And I really have to thank that Desert Storm, Desert Shield era, because many of us for that Desert Storm, Desert Shield area, we said, hey, that's just a short war. No. Um, If you're in war, war is war. I don't care if it's one day. I don't care if it's one year. War is war. And the pain and the agony of war is only felt by those men and women who are actually living that. So how dare we say, well, that was a short war? No. And how dare we not? continue and understand in order for our communities, our nation, our society to be better, we have to honor those sacrifices because those sacrifices are still taking place right now, especially in the state of Georgia. Talking with Jared Turner of the Warrior Alliance, uh, and we really respect that you, like you said, um, in the field, you had to continue the mission. And then when you came back here and you kind of got your yourself in order again, uh, and you realize that was probably part of the mission too. You're like, I've got to reset now. And now uh, you really have continued the mission in that you're a, an extremely great advocate for veterans and, and, uh, and, and your work with the Warrior, with the Warrior Alliance is incredible. Um, I'd like to ask you a little bit about the Memorial Day aspect of that in that I know you work closely with the VA and you, uh, and you also work with, uh, with the military still in, uh, 
I hear from my father that there's this uh, casualty or survival assistance officer on every installation. It was amazing to me to find this out. I was amazed and, and, and really proud to hear that uh, every veteran is entitled to a grave marker, uh, uh, an honor guard, a, a 21-gun salute, the flag folding. Um, if you're the family of a veteran or uh, and you're preparing for these types of things, how do they reach out and, and, and can the Warrior Alliance help them to link that together? What what kind of things can people do to to honor their veteran uh, in their family? Well, definitely the Warrior Alliance can, but I, I want to go back to something that you said. Um, my mission after I took the uniform off, uh, I would love to say that I was this courageous person. I would love to say that I was this courageous man. To be honest with you, my only mission was to be the best father that I could to Alexandria, my oldest, Jared Jr., my son, and Christina, a.k.a. Chris Chris. She's a troublemaker. <laughs> That's all I wanted to do is just be the dad that could. God bless you, man. Just, just play ball with them, pick them up, wrestle with them, have indoor water fights, just do anything that they wanted to do because I had given everything that I had. The Army took it all. <laughs> you got to love it. They're going to give you everything that they got and you're going to give them everything that you have now i made that decision to go serve my country my kids had no choice they had no choice dad did what he had to do and i loved everything that i did about it but what i never thought about was what was i really missing when it came to my family so when even though i got injured when i was home the most important thing was to live a life that Alex, Jared, and Christina will be proud of. To be that example, good days, bad days, dark days, bright days, for them just to know that dad would do everything he could do to live for them. So uh, I just wanted to acknowledge that because that is... That yeah, is I love that, man. That's, well, you know what else? So I think that um, when you go and you serve your country, you're, you're serving our country to preserve and uh, freedom and the freedom to have a family. And then you come back and you realize you, you did it for the masses, but you really did it for these individuals that are your family. And and that's what, what I love about uh, our veterans is that it comes down to that one to one and the and their family. And, and you know, and I, I think you, I commend you for for seeing it. And you way. exemplify it. Yeah. You know, you're, you're exactly what when I think of a a veteran, and you're the snapshot of it. You know, you are you could be the 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 poster. You know, of what a what a veteran should be great father loves his country serves others it, you did that with the, mil, the with the uniform on and you continue to do that today i think that is the image that i have of our veterans well i appreciate that um we've got so many skills so many attributes that we learn when we're in service and it's just really important for us to use those skills and those attributes when we find our new passion you know when you talked about um, how can the Warrior Alliance help people when it comes to burial and other uh, things that they have earned when it comes to their time in service? The Warrior Alliance, if you will, we are here to make sure that we're walking with our brothers and sisters in arms, but we're also here to make sure that we are walking with their families, whether it is educating them on the process of the different benefits that they have as a result of their service, i.e. the burial benefits, 
and how we can connect them through the VA and we can make sure that they understand the process. And for the burial benefits, it's actually literally a 30-minute process that you can do online, and we can show you that. Or whether it's their uh, disability benefits through the PACT Act. Uh, We're getting ready to have an event with the VA in College Park on June 3rd, and the purpose of the, the PACT Act, if you will, and that's P-A-C-T, or for my, all of my uh, brothers and sisters out there uh, and fellow veterans, Papa Alpha Charlie Tango. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you know. Um, phonetically spelling it There out. we go. Spell that bad boy phonetically. Uh, the purpose of this is the VA has actually admitted that yes we did not do the right thing when it came to those who had served in the toxic exposures that they had so now the VA is going back as a result of legislation that the president signed last year they're going to go back and as long as you have the DD-214 or some other document for the older veterans that states that you were in theater of operations you don't have to worry about all of these medical diagnoses, you don't have to worry about this medical history. The VA will go ahead and grant, at least state that, yes, you do have this. So they're at least in establishing service connection. Now, the, the, the different amounts of that service connection will be determined at a later time. But the fact that the VA is recognizing what so many veterans went through, especially those ones in the Vietnam era, And then when you start thinking a little bit before then as well, but even to include those who were in Desert Storm, Desert Shield, where there was a lot of burning of different materials because we burned the same thing. You know, when it was time to go, uh, it wasn't like we were going to put it back on the ship and, you know, bring it all the way back to the States. It was a pop it and let's go. So um, but, you know, as a result of that, different things have occurred for many, many different people. So this is a monumental uh, piece of legislation, and we want to make sure that our veterans here throughout the state of Georgia understand that um, June 3rd, please register, and the link is on the Warrior Alliance website, and we'll share that. But register for the VA PACT Act. It's from 9 to 4 at College Park. Uh, Thank you so much, if you will, to Chick-fil-A and for coca-cola they have donated food and beverages for up to a thousand veterans so i want to go ahead and fill the doors to make sure that we're taking care of our brothers and sisters because as you both know georgia has over seven hundred thousand veterans in it so it's good folks man good folks in the state and they uh they represent the best in our country and certainly glad to that that they live in the same state as i do so proud of them. Thank you to Coca-Cola. Thank you for Chick-fil-A um, for supporting it. And folks can find out more on the website, thewarrioralliance.org. That's it. And June 3rd, that's the uh, Pact Act event in College Park, Georgia. And uh, that's great that you guys are doing that. Um, also, I wanted to – I was amazed at just getting back to these uh, final benefits. I Just as kind of a, as an Army brat I, I, and a, a civilian – uh, did not know that every member has a space in a national cemetery if they want, and uh, and you get the flag folding and all that. My father, though, of course, pointed out to me that he has his place already set up at Texas A and M. He's so Aggie. He's going back to be with his Aggies when he's yeah. ready. So uh, it was kind of a hard conversation to have, but uh, but you have to have these conversations because we have to make sure that everybody gets their benefits. If you were around a burn pit in in, in service. Uh, you definitely need to get get your benefits from the PACT Act because they really have expanded things. And uh, and and cheers to the Warrior Alliance for for kind of 
uh, putting all that together, getting the sponsorship so that you can come out and spend you know the time you need to register, getting the VA there, and then uh, and then giving everybody lunch and making sure they get their, their <laughs> that's food a good day right, right there. I mean, get your belly full. Get your benefits <laughs> and get your belly full. Okay, but, that's uh, the double B right there. That right there is what it's all about when you think about that. But also, like you said, for all of our not just our veterans, but also for their families. It's important that you reach out and that you understand all of the different benefits that your 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 loved ones are entitled to as a result of their time and service. Uh, the the burial benefit is just one. Remember that there's educational benefits and there's a multitude of other benefits. So uh, yeah. Hey, we're, real quickly though, we, we Tug's pointing out that the clock is ticking here, but I, I want to say talking about a more some more fun topics real quick man we had a great time with you at the warrior alliance fifth anniversary party and the veteran impact awards were amazing uh just great times uh summarize for me if you will and for the listeners out there what all we did we, we got together at the ballpark first of all that was great uh, any day you get the ballpark is a good day so i hate to give the dog on marines credit but we had the marine corps silent drill team out here and what we want to do <laughs> is highlight the excellence in and out of service Unfortunately, Marines are selfish, and they got to have their birthday right before Veterans Day, so they get to drink two <laughs> days in a row, and that's just not fair for the rest of us. Stinking devil dogs. Yeah, that's why y'all always got the broke-down vehicles. Okay, devil <laughs> dogs, we just have to let y'all know that. But, uh, no, you know, the purpose of the Veteran Impact Awards is to highlight the excellence in service as well as highlight the excellence out of service. Uh, some of those award recipients, you know, uh, Commissioner Trish Ross from the State Department of Veterans Services, uh, Sheriff Craig Owens from the Cobb County Sheriff's Department, uh, Mary Tobin from More Perfect Union, who actually won Veteran of the Year. Wow. Um, I want to thank Delta and, and Kurt uh, Robinson for everything that Delta is doing and the way that they honor those, those older veterans. You know, we cannot forget our past. So that Veteran Impact Award is something that the Warrior Alliance did to, again, make sure that we're highlighting the excellence and the commitment that uh, these brave men and women not just had while they served our country in uniform, but when they took the uniform off, that they also decided to continuously keep giving back and bringing those, uh, you know, those in their community all along. So it's a beautiful thing. All right. So one more fun thing. Uh, what are you guys plans for, Memor- for Memorial Day this year? Uh, what do you what do you got planned, Jared? Are you going to do anything special? Well, uh, you know, I'm laughing over here. Uh, for Memorial Day, there's a there's a group of us. We're going to go ahead and honor those that we lost on and off the battlefield. We're going to do uh, roughly about a uh, about a uh, 13 to 15 mile litter carry with about a 185 pound uh, keg on it to symbolize the weight of a of a human being, and uh, we're going to embrace that suck. You know, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna shed some tears. We're going to tell some stories. And we're just gonna honor their legacy. And yeah, uh, when it's also when it's all said and done, we'll go ahead and crack maybe a, one or two beers or a little bit of whiskey because everything goes good with whiskey. Now you talking? Yeah. Then there's also gonna be uh, some flag events where if you choose to, we will we will be able with some of our partners and go and laying flags and reefs and just just you know taking a moment out of everybody's day and just saying thank you. You Love know. It. So there we go. I love it. And I think that's with the Shepherds men up at the Reformation Brewery, right? Yes, uh, sir. In Woodstock is where that is. I, I had the honor of, uh, of marching with you guys last year, and I, I have a gig down. I'm going to go um, with Driving and Crying to do a show in Florida this year uh, at Fort Walton Beach for Memorial Day. 
Uh, but uh, I'll be there with you in spirit, man. But and I can't wait next year if I can. I'll be there any any year that I can get out there. Cause tug, it's like at the beginning of it, I was so honestly frightened that I couldn't make the the march or that I couldn't that I'd be the slow man. But these guys, they get you fired up. The speech before the march, I mean, talk about wanting wanting to run through a, a brick wall. I mean. Uh, I won't try to replicate it, but let's just say uh, I had no worries after that speech. I was like, okay, this I, is, can do this. I can do this. That's what the um, that's what veterans do, man. That's what our military does. That's what uh, our, our 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 bravest in the United States of America. That's what they do, right there. You, you just you just saw it. You just encapsulated it, and and you were able to benefit from well, it. Well, you know, in the the end of the, of the soldier speech, who who talked to everybody to motivate him before we left. Uh, I'll just summarize that or paraphrase it. He was just saying, you know, just remember, like the worst day in America is better. How, how do you say it? The, the best or the best day in America or the worst, the worst day, day in America, America is better than the best right, day the anywhere else. The worst day is America anywhere else, Amen. but it definitely when it comes to being in country and and fighting for your country, he's like the you know he, he talked about some of the things he went through over there and uh, and and you know that Jared, it's like this is a great place to be. And whenever I've traveled abroad, and I wasn't fighting a war by any means. But whenever I travel abroad for work and come back, I, I now know what it means to, to want to kiss the ground when you get here, man. You know, you touched, about, you touched on something that I want to highlight. You know, I want everybody to understand the Warrior Alliance isn't just for veterans. It isn't just for service members. It's for those who want to work and honor veterans. So if you want to get engaged, if you want to get involved, you want to understand how you as an individual, you want to understand how you as an organization or an entity can give back, I suggest that you come down to our office or go ahead and just shoot us an email. Uh, But we're right here at the Battery. So come on in, you know, take a visit. We can go ahead and get a hot dog or a hamburger. But it's all about community. And that's the thing about America. Everybody has a role to play in this. There is nothing that is so small that you can't. As long as you have blood flowing through your body, as long as you got air flowing through your heart, you have an opportunity to give back. And if you choose to give back to a veteran, I promise you, you are giving back to your community. You are giving back to the society. I promise you it is infectious because veterans do not quit. We will keep pushing. We will keep bringing our brothers and sisters along. We'll keep bringing the community along. So I challenge everybody, come on out and get involved. That's what we're here for. Love that. Love it too, man. And we will keep pushing, and let's keep this conversation going, man. Come back and see us, if you will, every once in a while. I definitely will, guys, as long as as we are not talking about uh, doing burpees or anything like that, I'm okay. I'm an old man now. I got to claim, hey, look, 48. You got, I, you got a grandson. I, yeah, I got, I got a grandson now. I got to claim old age for crying That's out loud exactly at some point right. in time. Man, if there were more Jareds in the world, the world would be a better place. Yeah, I appreciate that, brother. Absolutely. It's I the do. truth, though, man. It, it is the absolute truth. Hey, thank you both for your service, and I uh, hope everybody out there listening has a peaceful Memorial Day. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast. Braves Country supports the Warrior Alliance and the Shepherd's Men, two phenomenal veteran organizations based in the South. Check out thewarrioralliance.org and shepherdsmen.com for more info and resources. That's thewarrioralliance.org and shepherdsmen.com. Braves Country would like to thank all of our nation's great veterans.
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.